Hello and welcome to a special edition of the British Wrestling Experience with me, Martin Bushby and Andy Ogden and also joining us from the Pro Wrestling Torch is Will Cooling and just thought we'd jump on here and, and do a quick reaction to the news that Progress has been sold, Progress Wrestling has been sold. Uh, they released a statement earlier today saying that um, essentially they're going to be returning to live shows on the Sunday the 23rd of January, uh, my 40th birthday. The show is going to be main evented by Progress World Champion Coronawar defending his title against uh, Chris Ridgway. And they also went on to say that the company has been purchased by Lee McAteer and Martin Best, who are the directors of English football for League Two team Tramia Rovers. And um, they're also involved um, with uh, they involved with the uh, wrestling travel group that I'm sure a lot of fans know they do packages sort of like you know to Japan or they did do pre-pandemic to Japan and then to Wrestlemania and, and the like so um, obviously you know quite embedded in in wrestling already but um, I mean we'll go with you first Will what was your initial reaction to seeing to seeing this news that came out this afternoon? To launch the campaign for John Briley to be entered into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame next year I mean <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he's 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 always there. When you think you've got the answers, he changes the questions. You know, he he's always he's always been a one step ahead of the type of guys who usually go into uh, Brit Res promotion. You know, with his back background in events management, you know, stand no being being a stand up uh, a stand up booker and promoter, and like for him to have basically refused to spend any money on the progress product this year and then still managed to cash out and sell the promotion fair play to him you know you know he he's he, he he's seen the way this this story is going and he wants to get out and who can blame him to be honest well yeah that's very true will because uh, the progress did put a teaser video out last week i mean andy did you think you know that was going to be a return to live shows i had no idea that it was going to be a sale like this yeah, no, I, I, initially I was thinking, oh, yeah, no, it's the announcement, the returning to live shows, but never expected um, a sale and that. Um, my, initial, my initial thoughts, similar to Will, um, he's done right getting out of it now, Briley. Mm-hmm. like to know how much money he's got for it. Probably probably less than he would have done uh, a couple of years ago, easily, but uh, I'm sure that'll come out in the uh, financials. Um I'm surprised they're actually going back to the ballroom, which I think's ambitious to think that they're going to get, you know, close to like six, seven hundred in there. Yeah, I mean, um, no, you think so? I mean, yeah, because obviously they have announced. Um, I mean, before we get into the shows that they've announced, I mean, uh, what's your thoughts on on the new owners, Will? Because obviously, you know. We have seen them in wrestling before with the wrestle travel stuff, and then obviously Jeff Jarrett has has had dealings with them before. He visited Tramier Football Club as a guest and appeared on the pitch at the game, and you know that sort of came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. So, what are your thoughts on the new Progress owners? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, one of the things to bear in mind is Progress has a very powerful mailing list um, through the shows it's ran and the its fan base across the world, and you could easily see, I don't know how involved they still are with wrestling travel. I think they may have sold that up as well, but um, you can easily see how these guys could think, oh, if we get our hands on Progress's mailing list, that in of itself will be useful for future things we want to do in like the wrestling entertainment space. Mm. Um, but, but beyond that, I mean, you have to think about 
if it, if it wasn't going to be brightly taking progress forward, you needed people with some experience in, in doing live events in, in trying to get out to people. Wrestling Travel, for all their faults, did that. They, they got attention. They're, they're bringing in somebody from what culture to be the front, the, the, like the front man as well. You can kind of see where this is probably the best shot at relaunching progress um, in terms of bringing that kind of corporate um, back in for it. But, uh, you know, as I said, I, I think Bridie was right to get out of it, which probably gives you an idea of how likely I think this is to succeed. Well, yeah, Andy will raise a good point there because they have um, got that connection now with what culture in the in with Simon Miller, obviously, is, you know, really famous on YouTube and, you know, has been wrestling around, around the North for a, a couple of years now. And he, he's going to be acting as the host of the promotions events. Do you think that will um, give them you know, a, a larger fan base, you know, having the likes of Simon Miller on books. He has got quite the following on YouTube and the like, hasn't he? Yeah, I've always I've always wondered why promote, a lot of promotions didn't use Simon Miller in a like a bigger capacity because of his social media following. So it's a good thing there. It's a bit strange him being the actual host of the show. I can't think of him doing it probably <laughs> simply the Roy Johnson, that sort that sort of a ring announcing. Less 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 um like Jim Smallman, my friends, but uh, no, it's a, I think I think it's a good a good addition to the um, to the promotion. But um, who else is there? I think there's that Paul Benson who does hooked on wrestling. He he's involved, um, so there'll probably be events there in conjunction with with progress. Um, I would I would like to see though a, a bit more female representation on the actual. Um, people mm. involved with the company because uh, but by the looks of it it's a bit of a sausage fest at the moment and and i think from the last incarnation we know when it restarted last time that the call was for uh, more females to be on the uh you know on the um management list yeah that's very true yeah there was a big call for that wasn't there um i mean as far as the shows they've announced so far i mentioned that one coronar against ridgeway on back at the electric ballroom on the 23rd of january and then they're also uh bringing over jonathan gresham for manchester on the 6th of february um i don't there's been no venue announced for that one yet but obviously they're going back i'm assuming it'll be at the, maybe possibly at the ritz in manchester and going back to all the old venues i mean as far as i can see i think obviously you know this is the most anyone's talked about progress in ages so i, I do think there will be that initial interest for people maybe not sellouts but in terms of like getting a few people down to the ballroom and then wherever they run in manchester um i do think there'll be that initial interest but as far as the roster goes they will they've still got the same roster that they've had for you know over a year with with people not really paying that much attention to them on the we network so i think there will be that initial interest in going to see oh this is is this a new progress and then i think it might fade away unless they can sort of like bring in some bigger names yeah, no, I think absolutely. I mean, um, I, I was joking about this on Twitter today, but like the this this sale has kind of indicated my decision not to watch much progress this year because the only way the sale makes sense if it's a, a, a fairly hard reboot and it's kind of like, don't worry if you've not watched the, the pandemic era progress. This is the progress that you liked and it's going to be all awesome and all good. Um the the I think the most interesting thing is the fact that they're going they're going to try and do a ballroom show in February as well because like you were saying Martin 
the first one back, you assume there'll be enough interest for that to do well. It's not like they can put on a worse lineup than the last Your Call uh, retro show, which did all right in terms of live attendance. But to go back uh, in February with a Your Call uh, retro show in between that has a big main event, that February ballroom show, I think that one could be a bit of a struggle for them. Yeah, because that's three events in in less than a month, sort of thing. So it's a big ask for uh, for fans. Um, in terms of um, presentation and everything, Candy, do you think it'll be the same progress? You know, I, I know it's not the same, but in terms of like the presentation and the look of it and that, do you think it'll be same, or do you think they'll go through a, a rebrand because it doesn't? You know, going off the posters they released and using you know the same font and everything on the website, it doesn't look like we're going to get like a big rebranding or anything. No, it's, it it does look like it's just going to be the um, same stuff what that that's been on the network. I did see a comment from uh, Ian Hamilton on Twitter that was uh, he likened it to a uh, triggers broom. See, you stole that from <laughs> me. That's 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 my thing, which I think I coined on this show actually. Uh... <laughs> but it's it's true though, isn't it? That no matter how many like different handles and different edges you put on it still progress um to, mm. to be honest for me I, i'm surprised that they haven't actually changed the name because even when you st- still say progress you're taking it back to you know the dark old days which everyone everyone will still still remember yeah exactly that's very true what's interesting there's been a lot of talk about the WWE network and at the bottom of the statement it does say that progress wrestling is the only English-based wrestling promotion that is broadcast worldwide on WWE Network on on NBC's Peacock streaming service, and shows are also available at demandprogress.com. So, do you think they're carrying on with the uh, WWE Network deal so far, Will? Because I've seen a lot of talk that people thought, oh, perhaps um, the deal's up with the uh, with the network. I mean, I, I, it certainly sounds like. I mean, there's no these weird ones when it comes to anything in NXT UK or WWE. They're such an island to themselves. They're such a black box. There's no way for us to really know. But you would think if if these guys are buying progress, that they will want that that they that a key thing they will want to have known is whether that WWE network deal is set in place because that's got to be such a huge part of the promotion's revenue. Mm. And again, coming back to that thing of it's always difficult to know, you know, what's, you know, what's the mops and what's the Bailey, you know, what is their emphasis? If, you no, know, this is their priority, all fair and good, but if this is just a platform that for them to promote other things they're involved in, then actually that, that WWE network exposure would be quite um, important, you know, um, suddenly having commentators name drop Tranmere Rovers and wrestling travel, um, whilst on the WWE network, you know that would that would be no bad thing for them. Yeah, do you think it like hampers them though in terms of like obviously they are bringing Gresham in who isn't involved in WWE, but, but I doubt WWE probably even care about that. But do you think it hampers them in terms of the people they can use or stuff, or, or WWE that hands off with it, they don't even care anymore? I think I, I, that that is uh, I I think that's always been the key question. People always talked a lot about. Um, the WWE affiliated net, uh, uh, indies um, not being able to use people because WWE signed them up. I always thought the lockout, the WWE banning people from appearing on their network was probably the more important thing. You know, we had it a bit with Osprey when 
there, there was talk of him potentially going to ITV and he had the Ring of Honor contract. Gresham's one of those ones where because he's not signed with anywhere, he, he's probably okay and he'll probably they'll put he'll probably be okay to be used on the network. Whether they would be able to use a Osprey or an Aussie Open, that I am much more skeptical. And if you look this this past year, they they've not used anybody that's affiliated with anybody else. They've never, for example, used PAC, um, which you'd have thought would be an obvious one when they went to Newcastle back in, I think, 2020. Was it when they went to Newcastle, early 2020? So that network deal, I think, is important because of the money. But depending on what WWE says, it, it has to impose limitations on them. Any final thoughts, uh, Andy? Do you think we're going to see uh, Jeff Jarrett performing in the uh, ballroom? He seemed to give this uh, a ringing endorsement, didn't he? <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett against Cara Noir going to uh, an electric box. <laughs> you see. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Andy, you you um, on Twitter are always talking about how you know it's two one in the Heritage Cup matches. Oh, it's three two. It's going to be three two, isn't it? Like- <laughs> You got We know what to three matches. Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing with, with, with that when it were announced. But I think one thing as well with, with uh, progress, they're going to easily be charging premium prices mm. uh, for tickets, twenty to thirty-five quid. And that that weekend in February, you've got progress on the Sunday with possibly like Chris Ridgway in a prominent position for twenty-five pound. Next day, he can go to catch pro wrestling and watch him for £12.50. That's I very mean, true. I suppose that's what we've been saying for a while now. Also, they've, you know, we're not factoring, you know, Boris has disappeared, hasn't he, over Christmas. So what is he going to be saying something after New Year? He's like, let's have a big party all over Christmas and, and New Year. You know, is he going to be making any sort of announcements about any restrictions and stuff that might be coming for January? Yeah, I would say with, with especially ticket buying at the moment for shows in January and February, I've held off. I'm usually one of those who buy straight away, but mm. even I've held off on on buying uh, show tickets just because I think it might announce some. You know, next week once everyone's back to work and schools are back. Yeah, we've just had the the progress. I've just emailed their mailing list um, with a goodbye message from John. Um, Talking about his health issues, um, talking about wanting to pass over. So I think I don't think there's anything new here. Um, no, he does like a list to... of thanks, doesn't he? In a brief uh, history of progress, and that's about it. And then you know, a heartfelt thanks to the progress ultras. Yeah, just thank oh, yeah, Lucy no... for revolutionising safeguarding best practice. <laughs> no. <laughs> And people thought Jim Smallman was a comedian in progress. Um, <laughs> any any final thoughts on the on the sale then, Will? Um, I mean, I think um, like we've always said, you know, the, the proof will be in the pudding. Like I, you know, we've been here before with um, um, oh god, I'm blanking on the name now, but the um, IPW and the various attempts to sell yeah. and relaunch that. And what culture and defiant as well. What culture and defiant. And like normally, you know, once a brand's done, it's done. And to me, progress is a done brand. And I think it will be a struggle to get it back to what it was. 
Um, but if it's going to work, one, this Simon Miller guy is going to have to work as a host because I don't think progress has ever been the same since Smallman stopped being the MC. Um, you know, he was so important for that promotions brand identity. But then I think, secondly, they've got to, you know, like you guys were talking about, if you're going to charge these premium ticket prices, you've got to have a premium product. And like most of the people can be the guys you see elsewhere in, in on the independent scene. You know, that was always the case with progress beforehand. But you need a couple of people who are recognized premium stars who are pretty much exclusive to progress. And you now I, I did a substack about this. Carrie Noir isn't the guy, you know, he's not at the level of a Will Ospreay, of an RKJ, of even mm -hmm. a Michael Oku, who are like Rev Pro's big exclusive acts, you know, Aussie Open. So they will need, they don't need to overhaul the entire roster, but they do need to find those three or four guys that they can build their main event scene around. Um, otherwise, people are going to quickly see, see that it's, you know, it's the same old, you know what, with a different stick. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with anything you're saying there, Will. I think, yeah, as, as far as the brand goes, it does seem like it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a big struggle for them to, you know, get anywhere near the traction that they used to have. Uh, what about you, Andy? Any final thoughts on this sale? Or will, you, will you be interested in heading to the Electric Ballroom um, on the 23rd of January, do you think? No, I, I definitely won't be there at the Electric Ballroom. I'll, I'll probably be going to the um, the one on the 6th of February just because it's in Manchester and it's uh, it's nearby. Um, I know as well TNT are running their ignition show the same day in Liverpool. So Right. Yeah, so they, they've got a clash there. But, yeah, I'll, it's one of them. I'll, I'll give the Manchester shows and maybe, you know, like if they're at Sheffield or Leeds, a try, mm. but... I'm not necessarily doing cartwheels um, down the road saying Britress is alive because progress is back. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, <laughs> here's an interesting point Andy's raised there because like people like himself, I suppose myself as well, have been a more more Northern fans. We are basically being given an excuse not to go to the ballroom and not to have the hassle of traveling into London. You know, mm. It's like, oh, if we want to see this new launch of progress, let's just wait for the Manchester show, which will have you know, have an overseas import guaranteed as well. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they'll do fine for the first ballroom show. As I said, that that November Rev Pro show was with an awful lineup, and it still did over 500 people in your call. So, I, I would assume Progress could do something similar um, with whatever they put together. But I, I do I, I do think you know, this may be this will be more difficult than I think they realize um, as mm. they start drawing. And again, it you know it, if it was going to be easy to draw with with progress, if it was going to be easy to draw uh, fans back, Briley wouldn't be selling, would he? I, I'm going to say as well, the week after um, the first ballroom show back is uh, Rev Pro. Yeah. I states with Oku and Osprey, which, you know, for me, I, I've probably tra travelled down for that match because it's a bloody good match. And they've also got Ricky Knight Jr. and Luke Jacobs, which is something different. Um, Karen Wire and Chris Ridgway, nah, not a chance. 
Yeah, that um, and also as well, Red Pro been built. You know, as much as they did it in Southampton, you know, they yeah. have been building that big York Hall match, haven't they, between Oku yeah. and Osprey for There's ages now? So, and you are sorry. There's a reason at the end of the day to go and see it because yeah, exactly. Six months. Yep, definitely. Right, gentlemen, it's New Year's Eve. I've kept enough of your time. Uh, well, what uh, what can people check out from you? Um, over the Christmas period in terms of writing, recording, what have you? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing the deep dive of Rich um, this weekend. So we'll be talking about the new Matrix film, actually. Um, and then I'll be at some point in January, I'll be starting um, my guest hosting on the deep dive with a look at uh, Video Nasties. And uh, me and JP will be, will be thinking what would be our wrestling Video Nasty compilation. And who knows? Maybe I'll do oh, some God. writing. Uh, who? Maybe I'll do some writing over the Christmas period as well. Uh, and you can find that at itcouldbesaid.substack.com. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations on the deep dive stuff. I heard Rich announced that on the latest NWA. So yeah, uh, congrats on that, mate. And uh, Andy, what about you? Yes. Um, over Christmas, we've done the uh, Graps and Claps Awards for um, 2021. Uh, you know, if you want to know the best, to- best and worst toilets of the year, that's the um, show for you. <laughs> And also we've got the, the, the southern branch of Graps and Claps Audio have done like their year in review as well. So um, give that a listen on all the good podcast platforms and see you in 2022. Indeed. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening this year. You know, we really appreciate your support all the time. So happy new year to everybody and uh, we'll catch you next year.